Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on, people, I'm back. I'm back. Oh, you got back on that quick? Oh, wow. Oh, because I sent you the request. So, Josh, mm -hmm. you over here, Josh. I sent you a request. Just set the request. Oh, wow. I'm like, I was like, hold on. I'm trying to get on that joint. I sent you the request, Josh. Just accept the request. I sent you the, don't send me no request. Accept it. Josh, if you there. Oh, you is there, but accept the request. I sent you the request. I'm waiting for you, Josh. We are waiting on you. Hey, no request showing up. I just... Oh, no, no, no. I just sent you one. Or send, try to send me one. See what happened. I sent you one. What's going on? Instagram is acting stupid today. Check now. It says you're unable to join. Bro, it might be a page, bro. You you try to use your other page. See what happened. I think it's your page. Try your other page because it's not letting me. Try your other page. What's your other page name? This is like. Um, let me come right back. All right, I'm gonna come right back. <laughs> if it don't work, it's going to be me. You, but I'll come right back. Okay. Okay. Hold on, let me hold on, hold on. Let me try his other page. It's still not working. Oh, All right, it worked. <laughs> oh, the sub is finally working. How's it going? <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's your page. I don't know, because it worked on this page. I don't know, like today, today, all day today, like my, my, my Instagram's been finicky and my wife's too, so I'm not too sure. Mm. Yeah. So, hey, everybody. Well, we got oh. <laughs> yeah. to this discussion. So, um, you know, like I said, this thing is just basically a mental health check-in where we check in, you know, we can ask each other questions, you know, we can just check in, share our experience, you know, maybe it can help somebody, you know. Um, I want to... Natasha to introduce herself and what she does first, and then we'll go with Josh. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight, and thanks to Lee for inviting me. I'm Natasha Ronaldo. I am a licensed professional counselor working in Philly. Um, I work right now. I just actually got a new job about three months ago, so I work in higher ed, working with young adults who are in uh, medical school and graduate school programs. Yes. And I met Natasha from you know church and i worked for nami volunteer because of her she was the reason that you know i do like volunteer peer mediation it's because of her yeah yes. so she's cool go ahead josh <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so, um, so I'm Josh, and I'm actually uh, I'm from in, uh, out in Toronto, Ontario. Um, so that's where I'm coming from. Uh, where I'm coming to you from right now is actually um, a healing center. It's called the Healing Center. So we are Healing in Color uh, Wellness and Event Center. So that's a space that my wife and I, we've created uh, since we moved out here. Um, you know, so this is not my full-time gig. It's, it's a passion project, something I hope to turn into a full-time gig. But my primary focus is to work with men um, in the men's space, um, you know, just, just being a safe space for men, essentially, because uh, the whole conversation around masculinity right now, you know, that's obviously something that's a, a hot topic. And, you know, it's something that men, um, even though we are kind of at the front line of that, we need help to navigate that, right? So more than ever, a safe space for men to sort of debunk masculinity and then see how we want to build ourselves up better and take that out into the world. Uh, that's kind of what I'm about. So that's that's the passion project. Um, on top of that, I have written a book. Um, I've done different sort of leadership things. I've taught kids about financial literacy. And my nine to five gig is actually in insurance. Yeah. I, um, I never actually, actually met Josh, but Josh, I don't even know how we met. I think I was... I started the men's mental health page and I think that's how we connected somehow. And um, if I remember correctly, I think you shot me a voice note. And then from there, I was just like, oh, dang, guys send voice notes. Okay, cool. Let's do this. And then you know, I think we just kept going with that. It's not the easiest way to just send a voice note and call me a thing. It's the easiest, right? easiest way here. But um, Josh, like, he does amazing stuff over there. And, you know, you're in Canada, right? Canada. And everything. Yeah. He was a part of the men's PSA that I put together. He was part of it. You know, okay. he did it. Like I asked him to do it. And he was there to help and everything. That was like real cool. So yeah, um was... like I said, this is not like a question based, but I'm gonna ask like we can go around. How's everybody doing today? Like how's your day? Anybody can go first. Huh. Anybody can go first. Any of y'all can go first. My day has been pretty good. On Wednesdays I get to work late. So like I go in late um to work. And so I'm a person that really values sleep, and I think that's really important for your mental health. So I think my day was pretty good. I'm, I'm trying to get better at valuing sleep. Um, right now, I'm kind of on that, like, four- or five-hour tip right now, so I'm trying to do better on that. Um, <laughs> but for me, my, my day was pretty good. It was actually pretty busy, and I did a bunch of stuff um, on top of just regular, you know, laptop work. I actually ended up helping chainsaw a tree and move some, you know, a fallen tree. So that was kind of cool. Um, and, you know, just doing some stuff at home. I actually, right before jumping on with you guys, I was actually in a uh, sound bowl and meditation healing um, that was done virtually. So that was interesting. That's something I've been, um, ex I guess, uh, opening myself up more to. Uh, so I think that was my second time with sound healing. So that really kind of helped to turn the vibe of my day around because I think I was kind of just, you know, living off a bit of exhaustion um, and just, you know, mental drain, right? Like everybody right now, so... Natasha would love something, like, Natasha would love something like that. Oh, I would, she does I, yoga. She loves yoga. Oh, <laughs> um, I forgot to share that I am a yoga instructor. Um, oh, yeah, so I've been a yoga instructor for like three years now. Um, and at my previous job, I started like a yoga club at the school that I worked for. So now that I'm at the university, I'm hoping to like maybe do some yoga classes with students there. Um, maybe like some meditation. Um, you know, drop-ins, maybe on Zoom or something like that, because a lot of the students are still virtual. Um, but yeah, I haven't done a sound healing, but I've heard they're like really, really powerful. So 
Yeah, it really is. Like I, I like until I saw it in front of me. Like there was a uh, the first my first experience. There was like a gong set up, and then there were um, tuning forks, and then you had there was like a, it seemed like it was like a whole band playing, and it was just one person just putting these things all together. And I, I really didn't know what to expect going into it, but after having experienced it, I was like, wow, this like I wish I knew about this sooner. Yeah, it was actually really therapeutic. Have you ever tried it out, Tali? No, I think I need to work. I need to try stuff. Yeah, I need to try it. Like my day today was just like really, really hectic. I explained to y'all. Y'all both know what happened today, but um, mm -hmm. today was just very, very hectic. Um, I had like a mental health breakdown. You know, um, I just been crying all day, just crying. Um, you know, I had these episodes where they come and go. One of my close friends called the cops to my house yeah. because I was suicidal, planning the funerals, going to go to a cremation place to see how much, a, you know, it would cost to get cremated, just be ready. And um, it was a wake-up call, you know. Um, I had just left my friend. I was talking about, so I'm not mad at you, what you did. I think in the moment I was just embarrassed or whatever like that, that yeah. I let myself get that, that low. And um, like I was, I've been crying all day. I, after that, the cops was outside. They didn't want me to leave. I had to wait for a medic to come. I just was scared. Cause you know what cops, you just don't know and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. I just was scared. Um, you know, I went to Philly to get my haircut. I was on the phone with my therapist and my friend. I just was crying on the phone, just feeling like I don't feel like my life matters. Like, like I, I, why be, you know, why be here? I'm like fighting for people, especially men to fight for mental health, but I'm not fighting for myself. You know, today was just, uh, it was a crazy day. What leads to my question, like, what do you guys do when somebody, a friend of yours or a family member of yours is struggling with mental health? For me, like when, when they're struggling, like I try and see like how much they want to open up because I find sometimes, um, you know, sometimes it's enough for them to sort of just express it in some way, like to say, hey, today was a hard day. And then sometimes I find when I try and dig in to try and find out, hey, what happened in your day? Um, sometimes depending on the vibe, you know, they might just shut down totally. And then like, that's the end of the conversation. So I think a lot of it is kind of just trying to be there, you know, um, if I can't be there physically, you know, at least try and you know, be there on the phone and whatnot and kind of let them guide the conversation because it's, it is something that, of course, it's, it's such a unique challenge that we all go through, even if, it, if we're trying, if, if we're sort of experiencing the same event, say, right? Like we're all still dealing with the trauma of it differently, right? So it's, I just try and be there for them like that and, and just listen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would agree. Um, just being like a shoulder for them to lean on, someone that they can, you know, be a sounding, you could be a sound for you know giving them a hug physical touch is is so important when people are going through a hard time as well and trying not to ask like too many questions or trying not to like necessarily like solve the problem but just being able to to let them know that they have that support you know and be able to feel it yeah i think is I, I find too um sorry just like to add to that i find like sometimes asking them like what do you need from me in this moment like do you actually need me to listen do you need advice like like, like that way they sort of guide it and you don't really overstep your bounds and then sort of, you know, add a barrier to the conversation. Right. right. If I'm and correct, I'm... Tasha, you work with kids, right? Um, not anymore. I work with young oh. adults. Okay. Yeah. So young adults and kids, like, like, I want like, what do you, like, 
I know that a lot of young, I don't know if you get a lot of people that kind of struggle with mental health in school, but I know a lot mm -hmm. of kids, you know, they don't talk about it. Like, how do you deal with that in your profession, you know? Yeah, um, I think the conversation, especially around, like, the younger generation is a lot more normalized than it was, like, even when I was in school. Um, so previously, you know, I worked as a school counselor, and I have a similar role right now where I'm a health counselor on a university campus. So um, I don't necessarily get to see, like, all the time if they're struggling. They more have to, like, reach out to me for appointments. Um, but what we do is, like, we let them know about the services that we have on campus and we try to normalize the conversation and say like it's okay to ask for help if you need to um even if like yeah. you know and that you think is struggling like encouraging them to come mm -hmm. out and and you know maybe see a counselor or come to one of the workshops that we may have and we can learn new um so i think just like availability of resources so people like know what to do and educating not only our students but also the professors and the faculty on campus they notice, you know, a student that may be struggling that, because, you know, they see that a lot more than I would, like, what to do in that situation. Yeah. And it's crazy because NAMI, I recently spoke at, um, I had to give, like, my project presentation of mental health um, two, two or three Fridays ago, and I yeah. was, like, so nervous. I was, like, I don't know if these kids going to relate to me. It was a private school, and okay. I got in there. You know, with the mask on, too, it was just, like, annoying. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could take it. I'm in school. I can't take it off. But um, a lot of kids, when they get the feedback, they res they really, like, resonated with my story. You know, I told them how I was, you know, molested by two of my cousins. I told them how, like, I lost my grandma. I lost my mom. You know, Tasha, I lost my mom in 2019. Then I lost my sister. You know, I told them, and the crazy thing is my project didn't have one thing on there, but I just added it because it happened to me. I told them I put away Horsham Planet. Yeah. And they was like, wow. You know, like, they had questions for me. Like, the lady that did it, they had no questions for her. They just had questions for me. And I was so surprised because sometimes, you know, we go through these mental health problems and we think our story does not matter. And I struggle with that sometimes. So, like, mm. you know, I know with the young adults, they don't talk about it, but it was good to share my story. Like, hey, I've been in your place. I've been depressed. I've been, you know, suicide and stuff like that. You know, I lost friends to suicide. So, you know, it was good to do that. Like, it was so good to do that, you know. Thanks, yeah. shout out to Kasha, put me on the NAMI. It was real good to do it. Yeah, that's so powerful that you yeah. were able to be that vulnerable and share that with those students. And they saw something in you where they could, like, connect with you and continue the conversation. And I'm sure you helped them, but you probably also helped yourself just to, like, release a lot of that stuff that, you know, happened being able to just yeah. cuz yeah, the night before I didn't want to go I was really? like going like I was I've been like this past week like my mood's been up and down and I was just like I think I texted one of my friends I was like, I'm going to go to my grandma's grave site and just like end my life or whatever like that so I never went because I was like I don't want to drive to Philly and then I got to go do this thing. I don't want them kids. I think he texted me, like, yo, I want them kids down. And I'm like, damn, I can't let them kids down, though. They got to hear this story. So when I, I didn't go. But somehow, like, they, my friends, they don't know my grandma. <laughs> they found the grave site. I didn't even know you can Google that online. They found the grave site and showed me a picture that they were sitting there waiting. And I was like, wow, stuff like that, you know? Um, it ties into, like, my next question. Um, what are some mental health stuff that you guys have struggled with yourself? 
Um, I mean, for me, um, I, I did like a whole, uh, I think it's an IGTV thing for it, but like, you know, when we were talking about um, suicide for in September, um, so that's been a thing. Um, that's been a thing that, you know, it's sort of come and gone. And, you know, like if I'm being totally honest, like it, it, it bubbles up every now and then, right? I mean, it's, it's something to be managed, I'd say, right? Because especially with how much, you know, turmoil like a given day can give you, right? Like it's, it's just something to be kept in check like so many other things, right? Um, yeah. So I've, I've struggled with that. I think I've struggled with addiction, but not in the, in the, I guess, the traditional sense of, say, like alcohol and drugs. I think, um, you know, there's, uh, I think it's called uh, body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. So I actually, um, so after, after school, um, I think this was, uh, this was like junior high, I think it was, um, I would head to the mall and I would just sort of hang out there until like, you know, my mom was done work and stuff like that. So I'd be in, I'd be in the supplement store and it was like, you know, like, like any, any young guy or most young guys, right? It's like, you know, oh, if I get muscles, that solves all my problems, you know? So I would actually be in there and I would, I would study and memorize the labels of these supplements. And it's like, each time I got a paycheck, I'm going and buying more. And so on two occasions, I actually, I don't know exactly the turning point, but I, I like gave myself an intervention. Like I went in my basement and I packed up all of these different powders and things that I had purchased. Mm. And it was scary to me because it was like on two occasions, it was like a big black garbage bag full. And, and like, to me, it's like, I, I, I don't know half of these things, right? I just know what it's supposed to promise me, right? Um, so I think I had an addiction like that. And, you know, I think, um, I think those are my main ones. I don't think I've, I've really struggled with um, alcohol and drugs, mainly because like I've seen people close to me have those battles. So I kind of did everything I possibly could to make sure that didn't happen to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thanks, um, For me, I would probably say anxiety. And I didn't really realize that I had anxiety until I was like older and like, you know, started studying psychology and things like that. But if I reflect back from when I was a kid, I remember as early as like maybe like first or second grade, every single morning, every single morning I would wake up with a stomach ache and I would not want to go to school and like cry to my mom and just be like, mom, I don't want to go to school today. And I like my stomach would hurt so much. I didn't want to eat breakfast. And, you know, she would just be like, well, just try and drink, you know orange juice and you'll get on the bus and I had a mentor um she was like maybe I don't know three grades ahead of me and her name was Tia like Tia will sit next to you on the bus and you'll be fine and so Tia would sit next to me on the bus I'll be you know sad and upset and not feeling good but as soon as I got to the school I was fine but that happened every day for like I don't even know how many years and so just looking back I can remember like having anxiety like cool anxiety um and then, you know, just like throughout my life now, like I think anxiety kind of like manifests in different ways. And that can be, you know, either having like uh, thoughts or like worrying, worrying about the future all the time or like ruminating thoughts where you're like, you know, what if this or what if that? Or just like yeah. have thinking like the worst thing possible can happen in different uh, and things like self-doubt. Yeah, I feel you on it. Yeah. Um... Like, minds is everything, you know, self-doubt, self-love. I think, like, when I got molested, like, um, by my cousins, they took, like, power away from me that I have not yet got back. And I was following some Instagram page, and the guy was saying that, but you got to heal the younger self. And I never thought of it like that, you know. I, me and Tasha went to the same church, you know. I don't go there no more, but 
I was like a mess. You know, I treated men like crap because like what my cousins did to me, I didn't want to, I didn't trust men. I still have struggles today doing it. Um, they messed up my low self-esteem. I don't love myself. Um, I just don't cherish myself. You know, I don't even think that I should be allowed sometimes and stuff like that because they messed me up so bad. Not even just that, just like, it's like stuff when children, when you're a child, it shouldn't happen to you. Like, you know, going to therapy, you know, it really makes you realize that I realized that like how angry I am at my grandma, you know, for a lot of stuff that happened, you know, kind of making me not really care for my mom that much. Was And I didn't realize that until I went to therapy. I was like, you know, you know, you got a grandma, you know, I don't mean to talk bad about her, but, you know, you got a grandma that said your mom and daddy, shit. <laughs> and then you believe that as a child when your mom will do stuff for you. It's just, like, so sad and stuff like that. So, like, it's, like, it's, like, all over the place, mental, you know, suicidal thoughts. Um, just, like... It's a lot. And today, I think today, after today's event, and like when he called the cops to my, I just, I got to try to change and stuff like that. At first, I'm not going to lie, y'all. I was like, I ain't telling nobody shit. <laughs> I'm not going to tell nobody if I'm suicidal. I'm going to keep it to myself. But then I had to get in my head, like, Tali, you can't be mad, you know? Because I'm pretty sure y'all have friends. Y'all would do the same thing, make sure they're okay and stuff like that. And I was like, irk. I was like, oh, my God, you know, I started making excuses, like, you know, like, <laughs> like, what's going on and stuff like that. But um, I, I'm glad that, you know, I'm pretty sure people got friends like y'all that would do that. And, you know, we all got that friends. Um, next question. Um, what would you do if someone's struggling with mental health? Like, how would you bring up, you know, how to get help for them? You know, if they're shy, you know, they're struggling. You see, you know, we all got, we all see different signs of people of, mental health struggles so what like what would y'all what would y'all what would that conversation be like for y'all what would y'all say to them um for me i find like you know um i find like when i start and when i talk about it like me right like as as me and my struggles and whatnot like you know like like so many more people are coming into awareness about right it's like by sharing your own it kind of makes people feel permission like they have permission to share theirs right um, and I find, so I find like when it's kind of just, you know, like you and I have had some, some honest exchanges and stuff like that, right? Like in, in doing that, I'm trying to show, Hey, like you're not alone. Right. And like, we, we haven't had like a, some type of sit down, like five hour conversation, tell me every detail about your life. Right. So it's like, all, there's so many things that we just don't know about each other. Right. So, um, yeah, for me, I try and, I try and lead with my own sort of challenges. That way they don't feel like they're sitting and someone is judging them when they, if they choose to open up that Right. But at least they know that someone is there and, you know, they're willing to sort of bear it all. Right. I find that. Helpful. Yeah. Um, I think for me, like being a community is really important. So like surrounding yourself with people who are positive, whether it's, you know, at church or at people that you could reach out to that you're connected to at work or friends people that know you well enough to say like, Hey, like, are you okay? Um, and then really listen, you know, when, when they give that answer. Um, so that, you know, you could tell maybe if they aren't really okay and let them know that you're there to either listen to them or, you know, help them find resources if they needed to for their mental health. Um, and I think you know, exactly what we're doing right now is just like normalizing the conversation so that know that like they're not the only ones out there that may feel a certain way and it's okay to talk about it, it doesn't have to be like so taboo um i think it's important 
Yes, it's def it definitely is important. Um, it's important. Something else that just came to mind, if I could just add, is I find um, at times, like when uh, in, in moments, say when I've been especially positive, like just super, super positive, yeah. sometimes that almost gets people's back up. And it's like, I don't need all of this just positive. It's like, hear me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's very much about like having that sort of um, self-awareness and, you know, the ability to at least like a very basic understanding of like people's body language and whatnot so that you can pick up on those cues. I think it's really important to, if you're going to sort of position yourself as someone that people can go to or you want to at least, I think, you know, making sure like everything else, like if we educate ourselves a little bit about that, I think that's key. Yeah. And it's true. And like, I love like what Tasha said about the being into community and stuff like that, you know, you know me, I'm a bubbly personality. I haven't been to my church in like over a month because I've just been depressed. I just didn't want to be around nobody. And um, being a community of people is dope. You know, that's true. People that's going to, you know, love you from right or wrong. You know, I had that community in my life. I can mess up and I can tell people. And they, they would tell me, like my friend today told me that I was abusive, you know? And, and I told him that I was like, yeah, that's hurtful, you know, because I was abused, but I guess because it's a main thing and I just go in my mind, my therapist, you know, I'm in therapy. I up my therapy. I got to see him every week now because it's like so bad. Like he has said, I could text him anytime. Um, I can hit him up and everything, but I don't do it. Like he says, do, I don't do the homework. He says, do the homework. I'm like, yo, like when I'm angry in that moment, I don't have time to put out the paper or put out my phone, be like, let's do the homework. But he, we coming up with plans. He said to text him and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's question. Uh, question. Like, how come you find it hard to do that that homework? I think because I'm used to the darkness. I'm just used to being sad and stuff like that. And it's like I tried to change it for it, it didn't work. So I just think I don't think too highly of myself. So I don't think it's going to work. But um, it's crazy because I got people in my corner that love me more than I love myself. <laughs> and that's like this real talk and stuff like that, you know. But um, I I'm going to try to do the homework. Like I looked at the paper that he gave me. But I didn't, like, I didn't do it yet because I was planning on calling him Friday when I was in Florida. I'm going to Florida tomorrow. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to see my family see Manfred City too. And I was planning to, you know, do that. Call him while I was driving there. But, you know, then tamping the day, you know, I could have got, you know, I could have got 302. I could have just, anything could have happened. But um, mm -hmm. my next question, because I know both of y'all love this topic. How important is mental health mixed with fitness because i know both of y'all are fitness people I'm not, <laughs> but i know i'm not yes you are, are. Yeah, you're pretty, man. I've, I've seen you pushing that that sled on the uh on the gym floor there i've seen you <laughs> no but y'all y'all work out more than me because <laughs> like i'm gonna start i can start off like i can say when at a point in time not recently but like at a point in time when i was working out like five days a week i wasn't depressed but I don't know how to get back into that workout mode where I won't be depressed, you know? So, like, what are y'all thoughts on it? Yeah. When you fall off, it's hard to get back on. I was just talking to my boyfriend the other week. I had noticed I was just, like, so tired. And usually, like I said, I value sleep. I get good rest, right? But I was coming home, yeah. like, just, like, laying on the couch, scrolling on Instagram. I didn't feel like cooking dinner. And, like, the hours would just go by, and I'm just watching TV. And I'm like, I'm just so tired. And I realized that I hadn't worked out in, like, two weeks. Usually, I think, you know, when I'm working out, like, I'm in a better, like, I have more energy. Um, yeah. You know, 
feel better afterwards. Um, and even, you know, during it as well. So I was like, I just had to get back on the horse. And I think for me personally, like I need to like, I have like a whole like plan or um, a schedule. That schedule so I, if I know I'm gonna like work out every Monday and Wednesday Friday like I have to do it and be on my schedule or it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah I know that yeah for me I mean like I I meant I know like all right on a given say Monday or Tuesday whatever it's it's gonna be this focus you know when I get down to my weights and whatnot but you know different different things over time like I mean for me I used to work out at like 11 o'clock at night that was kind of my my mm-hmm. thing that I looked forward to throughout the whole day you know, it's like I could have worked, you know, a 13 hour shift I, and then have, you know, responsibility at home, but I'm still going to make it to the gym and I'm still going to show up with like a thousand percent energy. Um, but what I've noticed is like, you know, as life got busier, it's like it's something where it's like, oh, shoot, sometimes you don't you don't feel you have time. So what I've done is like I actually work out first thing in the morning, fasted. Right. And that way it's, it's out of the way. And then I mean, for me, why I like it then is the world's quiet then. Right. You're not going to have someone necessarily needing you for something or responding to this email or whatever. So I find getting it done early is the important thing. And it also gives you a victory to start your day. Right. And, you know, I find that it contributes to, you know, better, say, eating and just focus and positivity throughout the day because, you know, hey, I've already done the thing that's going to supposedly sort of like, you know, undo all the bad that I can do in this day. You know what I mean? So it keeps me more strict when I do that. Um, you know, I've, I, for me too, like, you know, I don't really listen to music when I'm down there. So it's really just me and myself. I like to hear the clank. I like to hear my thoughts, you know, um, because that's really the only time in the day where that can be without interruption, you know, and, and I find like I, I was experiencing the same thing. Like I had a, a couple of weeks and it never happens. Like, um, where it was just like, I couldn't, I would actually go down, I'll sit on the bench, I'll tie my shoes. And then I'm sitting on the bench for three hours doing nothing. I'm on my phone. Yeah. And so I feel that, but it came to a point where it's like, all right, Josh, like, let's be real. What do you, why do you do this? Why do you exercise? Right. So it's no longer about the aesthetics. It's about what I'm trying to make sure I can do 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's motivating. Like, for example, the thing that keeps me going in those moments when it's just like, hell, I do not want to do this right now is I think, hey, I want to be able to, you know, play sports with my kids when they're, you know, in their teens or their early 20s. So I got to do the work now because I can't undo that then. So when I make it about something other than just how do I feel today, rather than this is just a habit that needs to be here, there's no negotiating with it. I find that's what keeps me going and it, it just makes everything else feel better. Yeah. 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 We got some on too. I haven't been paying attention to them. But they said, um, Nikki said, get an accountability partner. Um, I'm so like, you need plan. Um, doing something start your day makes a huge difference. Yeah. Starting with and dancing, walking, or just jumping. So I used to get up in the morning and go to the gym. But yeah. uh, I think because I've been so depressed, I don't, like, I get up and just look at the clock and just go to sleep. Like, last time I've been to the gym, yeah. I was with a friend. I went to the gym with my friend Clarkson because I love his gym. He go to City Fitness and it has, like, a boxing bag. So I let okay. a lot of steam, I like a lot of steam out. You know, I can't box, whatever. But I let just a lot of steam out and everything. So... Like I, these, I'm trying to get back into that mode of working. Like I'm really trying to get back. Like Nikki said, run up the hill. She said about the hill up in Delaware. It's like this hill. I would run up there, and I was working out. But like I was so depressed. Like a couple weeks ago, that I went to go work out. Right, I had a sauna vest on. I had a weight uh-huh. vest on. Got drove wow. my car like 25 minutes away to go there. Got yeah. out the car, put the stuff on, walked for like a couple seconds, and just went back in the car, went home. 
Because mm. I was depressed. I'm like, and I really, I'm like, what the heck is going on and stuff like that? I really drove all the way out there wasting gas, you know? Yeah. Wasting gas. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, you know? So, so when, when you said that to yourself, though, like, hey, I, I just wasted gas to do that, like, did that in any way make you want to get back out the car and, like, you know, do no. what you came to do? No. No, to keep it real, I, I, I was depressed and I, you know, I smoked weed <laughs> for my depression, you know, for mm -hmm. anxiety and stuff like that. So I just wanted to do that. So I did that and I felt better. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, just wanted I to feel better about myself. I just wanted to feel better because I was like, I'm going to work out. I was ready. I was going to work out. And I think I went, I was on the way there and I drove back because I forgot something. And then I like went back there and I just was like, wow, I really went here and just wasted my time. Cause I was walking, I was ready. I was like, you know, I have to wait best. So I ordered it and everything. It's about to be lit, but it was not lit. Yeah. It was I, not I, lit. Grace, I mean, that happened at one time, but maybe the next time, you know, yeah. maybe at least one lap. Y'all see me on Instagram in the gym. I need to get back in the gym, though. You know, it's really, like, a lot of people don't realize that mental, like, mental health and fitness really, because at one point in time, it did help me when I was depression. I was working. I, I was, like, six, it was, like, five or six days a week one time. I was going yeah. on a treadmill. I would get, every time I would get depressed, get up. When I was in Philly, go straight to the gym. Yeah. Did, did you find there's, like, you know, if it's going to the gym, say, right? Like, is there something there that you just absolutely like every time you've got to use that machine or do this type of movement or whatever you just you you find like you just you're really just not up for it like i'm just wondering if maybe you can make it a little more exciting and maybe not so structured as like uh you know you go to a facility to do it mm -hmm. maybe it's, you know more some outside or at home you know with some some equipment you got there or something so what i did was um i used to go to the gym just do treadmill that's all i did treadmill and then do like this is when I was doing it, like the weights with the squats and everything. But when I went to this new gym called Edge Fitness, right, they uh, they sent me over to train just for one time, and that trainer kicked my butt. <laughs> like I was on a rope, I was doing plank squats, and and my dumb self didn't even eat nothing, right? I didn't even think. I just had an energy drink for her, you know. Right. So I had to nicky oh. for the Herbalife tea. I had a, a, just a Herbalife tea, right? And when I tell you, I was walking. I said, "Tell me, don't pass up, don't pass." I had to get water. I was high, dehydrated. And that workout kicked my butt, but it did help me realize, like, okay, you don't have to just do treadmill. You can do squats. You know, you can do plank. You can plank and everything. You can do um, the rope if I want to and everything. You can do some muscles and stuff. Like, you can do some weight to burn some weight. I mean, burn some muscles and stuff like that. But it's, like, hard. Like, like I need to get to the gym. I got a gym membership that I'm paying for, and I don't go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. You know? Like, are you are you someone who I guess is bothered when you look at money you spent but didn't get the value out of what you spent it on? Does that does that impact you? No, no I just I know I don't know I don't think so. I don't think so at all. And maybe I don't think so though. Yeah. Well, maybe I mean like I I started doing this like and this is a principle you can take with you to the gym today, yeah. right? Like when I go to say the grocery store. I would say, hey, I'm going to go explore some a new section that I haven't before. I'm going to pick up a fruit I never tried and do something like that. And that, that got me interested again, you know what I mean? So if you go and maybe it's changing up sort of how you look at victory when you, you know, go to the gym. If it's like, all right, no, no, I showed up. That's big, right? Versus, you know, making it bigger than that. Because then, then, you know, it's, you need small momentum builders along the way, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about the stigma around mental health? You know, 
you know, you know, Tasha can speak for the ladies, you know, you can, you know, and I also want you to speak for, you know, like Tasha for um, any community out there, you know, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, I started off, you know, like me, I like was, you know, you know, homosexual lifestyle and everything. People don't understand, you know, they struggle with mental health too, you know, on that mm -hmm. side, you know, being judged for, you know, being who they are, you know, especially if you're black and Latino, you know, that's double double judge and stuff like that, you know, and within that community, they judge each other and stuff like that, you know, um, people don't like, you know, forget them sometimes, they struggle with mental health bad, you know, it's like identity crisis, you know, um, it's crazy, the stigma is just like, you gotta, like, you know, we talk, Josh, man up, you gotta just keep it moving and stuff like that, you know, I, growing up, I wasn't allowed to talk about my feelings and stuff like that, you know, I wasn't allowed to say anything. I was just sitting there, just taking it in, like a child holding it in. Like when I talked to them kids, right? I I also had to talk to the teachers. I didn't. I don't think I told you, Sasha. I had to talk wow. to the teachers after the kid, after the students. I talked to the teachers by themselves. So when I told oh. my story, I was more open about what exactly happened. So I, yeah. it it came to my mind. This wasn't on my project, right? Again, I just threw something in there that I didn't want to say, but I said it. I was like, I was a child. I got physically abused by my uncle beat me with a stinger court. I had no clothes on. I was a bad child. I didn't deserve it. But I got to be with stinger court, you know, the black community, that's called getting your butt whipped. That's not called VHS or child abuse. Um, I got my butt whipped. You know, I had to sit there and take, like, these whips on your back. Like, boom, boom, boom. And I told the teacher, the teacher's just like, you know, how did, did you think somebody would have, you know, spoke up and say, are you okay? I said, I don't know. I said, but the thing about it, I said, I was a young child that got away with it in school. I went to school, couldn't sit down, no teacher notice. No teacher notice. I was, like, when I tell you I tried to sit down, it hurt when I sat down, it would hurt, like, hurt like hell. They didn't even notice. The only how somebody found out when I went to my mom's house, and I wouldn't even tell my mom. I didn't even want to live there. I didn't want to tell her, but they found out called DHS and everything. And, you know, the teachers was like, wow, like, nobody noticed. I said, no. You know, it's a stigma. You can't, you know, you got to keep it in your household. You can't say nothing. But heaven, what do they say? Heaven's in the household, stays in the household. You can't say nothing. I wish, like, like that stigma is not there, you know? Like, speak up. Like, you're not weak. You're not less of a man, less of a woman, you know, less of a person if you speak up. I feel like we need to have these conversations to speak about what's going on because if we have these conversations, people can help people heal, you know? That's like I try to use my platform to do what I can do to help men or or whatever, but I sometimes don't take my own advice or whatever. Like my friend Clarkson is good at, at that. Like I'll be like, I'm depressed, I'm this, this, that. And he'll send something on that men's mental health page and send it to me. And I just be like, it's not for, you know, it's not for me, it's for people, but you know, I don't take my own advice. So like, what's y'all question the thing on stigma, you know? Like what have y'all dealt with? Like did anybody like, you know, the stigma question. Mm -hmm. I think there's been um, like one stigma, I guess, that I've faced is that I guess I think a lot of people have looked at my life and they feel that I've lived a really privileged one. And like whether you're a celebrity or whatever, right, like there's just this 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 assumption that if you have any element of privilege, that means you're free from problems. Um, so I found that it was very difficult to find people who you could actually safely feel like you, you could safely open up. Because without fear of them just judging you and just saying, like, oh, okay, yeah, you're, you got problems. Okay, cool. Right? Um, so I found that there was stigma around that. But, you know, one thing that I'm really happy about is that I find, like, young people are, it's, 
they almost use it like whereas before it was a stigma that you you teach quiet about i find like now it's actually um it's a bonding thing it's like like you know oh oh your parents are divorced hey mine are too let's be best friends like that's the new thing you know what i mean like it's no longer these are not hardcore things like they used to be right people i think people are just more accepting of like there's just real life here and um you know everyone is struggling and i think you know the more things like like you know us doing this right here and you know more you know people just actually jump on and make make concrete videos not things that just disappear that other people can see hey like my fellow you know person over here my colleague my family member whoever it is like you know they're actually real people too like there's nothing that exempts anybody from any of this right and i find like that is really helping to break down a lot of the walls and it's almost like if you if you dare to stigmatize anybody about it now you're on the outside you know what i mean so whatever the motivation whether people are genuinely doing it or they're doing it out of fear of being you know part of cancel culture i find that you know more people are just at least uh being willing to listen and i think that's that's the big part of it right yeah um like for me like as a therapist um and i don't know if it's like sometimes we judge ourselves like us that are in the field um or maybe judgment from other people where we feel like we have to have it all together you know like we have to be able to help other people who are having some mental health struggles but you know we you know quote unquote but i think like i and i from my my small business that i have on the side i coach um women who are on the track to become licensed therapists in um in our state and so i always preach to them like self care and so a lot of them now you know not only see me for like the career coaching but then they have i encourage them to like have their own um therapist as well and not right now i don't have a therapist but i have had one in the past and it's been like so helpful and i feel like it even has helped me to like not only personally but help me to be a better a better therapist as well um and yeah i think like in our generation like millennials and then the generation underneath of us just be like um i think the stigma is starting to starting to like dissipate um a lot but i think it's like we're the ones now that are like trying to educate the older generation and you know helping them to like not so see so much stigma um so I'm, i feel like you get a lot of pushback from from the older generation you know be as open to you know talking about mental health or you know sexuality um as a spectrum you know or gender uh, other like social issues that we have but i love and i asked it to you um this week so i leak like even like celebrities like speaking out you know yeah. um yeah uh the eagles player uh talking about like you know him taking a break because of like his anxiety and his depression i'm sure he got like a lot of positive comments but he i'm sure he got a lot of like haters too you know mm -hmm. less of like negative things but um we need more people like that to continue to speak out to normalize the conversation because we all go through struggles in life yeah. and it doesn't make you any less of a person because you know you struggle with depression or suicidal ideation or anxiety and things like that and we never know what can happen in our life you know years on down the line that could you know trigger some type of mental health um situation that we kind of have to work our work through yeah i agree with you with that um the football player that you sent me the article she texted she sent me the article and then my cousin sent me something today another person um supports mental health. I forgot his name. I think he plays for the Cowboy Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, my cousin said that to me. I forgot his name, but I was like, wow, like I love it when people 
you know, I used to be ashamed of my mental health and talking about it, you know, but I love when people talk about it, especially with men, when they talk about it, you know, men don't do it and stuff like that. So I just love it. And it's just everything to me, you know, it's just everything. I just love that we can um, talk about it. Like, what do you guys think about COVID when COVID started? Do you think it like really affected people's mental health? Because I could say, I thought it wasn't gonna affect mines, but yeah, it definitely did. I was like, I'm good. I'm a homebody. I stay in the house, and <laughs> it messed. No, it really messed me up. I that's when I started going to therapy. I started getting into therapy around COVID. You know, Tasha, I lost my mom before COVID, and I was like, I could deal with this grief. You know, it is what it is. But I, I thought I didn't need a therapist. I, I made that decision to get a therapist. So, what do you guys think about that COVID around when COVID started? Do you think, like, you know, about mental health? Yeah, I think COVID, like, shined a light on, on a lot of things, you know, in 2020, not only just mental health, but, like, um, racism and, you know, all the other things that had gone on this year. Um, but we were all confined to our houses, you know, isolated, um, relying on to have a connection with other people. And, like, what I had mentioned before, like, us just being in a community with others, like, we weren't able to do that. And I think it was, you know, um, easy for us to maybe in the beginning to kind of, oh I'm gonna be home and I don't need to reach out to others and because now I get to work from home and you know, get into this habit of like isolating myself um, and so I think you know for a lot of people them all struggle during that time and then just like not even here I know personally that's what I struggle with is like I always want to have a plan I don't know what happens next and like I would be assessing checking the news and checking social media like what's the news about coronavirus today like what's the, what's the count of like how many people you know are infected or, or have passed is this getting better and like when it didn't seem to get made you like even anxious so for me what i really had to practice was mindfulness uh, is just like being like, in the moment and just not worrying about like the past or the future but like for like what you have today and realizing that not everything is like in your soul and like that's okay yeah that's good um for me i think it helped me to really like it helped me in a lot of ways but i think like um it helped me to like actually look at the dude in the mirror um and like to really think about all these things that i had said oh you, know, you want to do this you want to accomplish that whatever it is and it helped me to i think circle back to like what what was motivating me to do that? Like, what was my reason, you know? Um, and, you know, like some, some, some folks, right? Like, it's like, you know, aspirations are based on, I want to work in like the most, uh, you know, elaborate building in the city, right? Like that, that can be a goal, but hey, the world shut down. So it's like, oh, okay. So I guess that, that goal is gone or it's not attainable, whatever it happens to be. Um, so, I mean, I, it just really made me evaluate. And I think it helped me to identify a lot of the gaps of things that I wanted in my life that weren't there. You know, um, it, it helped to really show a lot about my own personality and things that I had to work on. You know, um, at the start, I, I think I was kind of just like riding the wave because I'm just like, you know what, this is good. Like, I never thought the world would shut down. So cool. Now I'm going to like bank. I'm going to make the most out of this time because it's probably gonna be over at some point. Right. And um, so <laughs> You know, so I, I think it helped me to, to really look at like how I spend my time, you know, and, and I think like, it, I think a lot of people did that, you know, and I think that it's really been, um, it's, it's allowed people to plant a whole lot of seeds for healing, 
that they really wouldn't have been able to like even consider um, had had they not really been this this halt just put to their life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I thought it would be over soon. Like y'all said, you know, a homebody being a house. Like I work from home now, and trust me, it's messing with my mental. I'm working from home now. This message mm -hmm. just sitting in the room, just like, ah, like it's just messing with my mental health. Like I'm trying to go back into the office and try to find a different job to do, but it's just like a lot. But um, yeah, COVID. I just wanted to touch on COVID because like I was sitting there think, thinking like before COVID, I didn't think I had no problems or something. Like that. I know I had issues. But I didn't think like it would affect me. They were like, you know, be careful, be at home. Like, I'm good. Like. I'm a homebody. That's what I do. I stay in the house. <laughs> that thing got real quick. You see people with masks on, can't really go places, everything shut down. You're just like, oh, wow, you know? And I think even, like, coming out of COVID and going back into, like, a situation where there's, like, a lot of people or you're back, you know, at work, like, yes. you got to, like, readjust yourself to, like, social again. Um, and even, like you said, with the mask and, like, not being people's impressions like there's times i'd be like smiling at people or something and i'm like oh they can't even see me so it's kind of like you just walk past people and you just even though you're in the same room with them or you know maybe in a store together or something like that like you still kind of like are distant and don't have that action you can't for for me like with the with the whole like not being able to see someone's like expressions and whatnot like i've always been a, a pretty quiet dude so yeah. I think what that prompted in me is like, all right, actually verbalize these things more, you know, try and get more comfortable because, okay, say they can't see your mask for the, or say they can't see your mouth for the next 50 years, right? Like, then, then what, you're not going to say nothing? Like, they're not going to be able to get that, oh, he was happy, that made him smile because you can't see that, right? So I think it really, like, you know, has empowered a lot of people, not just myself, to, like, really, you know, reclaim your voice. Mm. That's good. You know, on so many different levels, like many, many platforms and things like that. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's really been an awakening of that, like, reclaim your voice. Yeah. Um, what are things we can do to support people that are struggling with mental health problems? What are things we can do? Um, what, what I found has helped them is, you know, passing along resources. Like, for me, I love to read. So if I found a book that is is really awesome like i'll i'll offer it to them like hey let me drop this by for you or whatever it happens to be or you know just letting them know like the door is open if you do want to engage in a conversation at any point like i'm here right but also giving them alternatives to just me like as their friend or, or family member whoever it is right because sometimes that in itself sort of you know makes them put up a wall so giving them i guess a few different options of the same thing that way they don't feel pressure to just say go to you or use your resource right like they can sort of say, hey, all right, this one might work a bit better for me. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, whether I work with them, the church, just, you know, friends of friends, like they know that I'm a therapist. So I think a lot of people reach out to me when they need, when they need resources yeah. and I'm more than willing to them. Um, or I try to post them online or social media if I find something that I feel like can help somebody else. Um, so I think just sharing and being a person that is vocal about mental health, um, I think people will naturally kind of, like, come to you. Yeah, I try to just, like, listen to people, you know, let them know I'm here to listen, because that's all sometimes people need to know is I'm I'm here for you. Let's listen. Right. To, like, you know, like, I support, when I do the support groups for me, I always make sure I listen, uh, empathize. I'm good with empathy. I'm going to try to empathize, make sure, you know, 
I've ran into discussions with people, you know, give them help and topics. I feel like therapy is good, but I feel like groups are good too. You know, you get different perspectives for everybody. They're so dope. Um, it's just, you know, sometimes I don't take my own advice. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I just, I, I feel like I haven't been there for nobody. Like, but I can't say experience for friends that have been there for me, they haven't gave up. You know, some of my friends, I don't even know why they're still friends with me, but, you know, I done had whole mental episodes at their house. Then, um, you know, I feel like it's going 302 me. I just, like, I just don't understand how we cool, but I guess, like, when it comes to the Christian side, they have grace. They have grace and everything. And I always question and doubt myself, like, why are y'all still cool with me and stuff like that? You know, like, I'm just, like, a mess. I'm broken. You know, I'll never get it. Huh? And they have, like, yeah, they haven't really gave up. And that's my struggle that I'm working on, to be cool with men. I'm just like, you know, Josh, me and Josh talk. I'm just, like, sometimes I'm there, I'm in, and then sometimes I back up. I'm just like, mm-hmm. <sighs> it's just like, maybe, like, one of my good friends, I, I told him, I was like, I feel like I tell you, I feel like I tell you too much. I feel like I got too close to you mm-hmm. and opened up, and it scares me because, like, I'm not so, like, in my mind, I'm trained. I'm not supposed to like men. I'm not supposed to be cool with them. You know, I love hanging out with girls. It's easier for me. They get me. But in my mind, it's trained that, you know, you're not supposed to like you Like, what are you doing? It's probably the enemy. You're like, you know, like, what are you doing? You know, you ain't supposed to do this and stuff like that. You know, I get in my head. Like, I do. A lot of y'all get in your head a lot because I get in my head a lot. Like, I can think something like this and it stay in my head. I'll be like, you know, this person hates me. This person don't like me and stuff like that. And my friend told me today that's like I didn't realize when I say that you hate me, like I tell him you hate me, that's um abuse and I didn't realize that until he told me that. Mm-hmm. I, that. I think that's important. Like to have people in your life that can when they notice that you you know, maybe you're doing something that isn't so positive. Why do you do that? You know, maybe that's something that you wanna look at deeper yeah. with Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Josh? Sorry, man, can you repeat the question? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forget what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot what the question is. I'm going to go to the next question. I forgot what it was. What is your topic about suicide? Like, how do y'all feel about it, you know? Like, let's, so let's you know, it's going to get deep. Let's talk about it. Like suicide stuff like that. I can say, I feel like. So you know, today I told you I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. I feel like to me, I felt like, you know, it's an easy way out. Like I understand it a little bit because you don't, you are pain, you know, struggling in pain, just don't want to be here no more and stuff like that. Like I lost friends to suicide, and it hurt that they was gone. But sometimes, like some weird way I can understand why because it's like you're trying like me I'm trying to get better I'm trying to change and stuff like that but I mess it up for myself I self-sabotage myself I mess up and everything it's like what are y'all thoughts I've been a lot of folks around me who have like um, who have committed suicide and this was like early this is like junior high time this is you know really early and um, you know like to me I guess at that time I couldn't process it fully but 
I like, you know, what, what I think about is kind of just like, you know, obviously, you know, there's the usual stuff that people, when, when suicide comes up, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, the damage that, that you leave behind and, you know, the people who you do leave behind, like they're going to, you know, have that hurt compounded on top of everything else that's going on for them. Yeah. But something that recent, that like sort of, you know, whenever like thoughts of that creeps in that I find like would help is kind of just thinking like, okay, well, all right, Josh, so say you were to have done this today. Right. And then I check in with myself a couple of days later and it's like, oh, you know, mood's different. You know, maybe that situation's totally done. And it's like and I think back to that two days ago, I'm like, oh, shoot, Josh, yo, you could have ended it right over there and not been around to see how you came out on the other side. Right. And it's just like I find like, you know, if I keep that in my mind, right, then it's in, in a way that pumps me up to sort of just sort of keep progressing through what I'm going through, because, you know, at the end of the day, like, who knows, right? Also, I mean, depending on how you look at it, right? Like some people believe like, you know, when you die, you're, you know, you're reborn, you start over again, all that kind of thing. I like something I thought about the other day is how cruel of a joke would it be if, you know, you end your life through suicide, right? Only to be reborn at the exact same point that you ended that previous life. And that's your starting point. And it's like, oh, shoot, what did I do? You know what I mean? So it, to me, it was kind of just like, that's how I sort of, got around it and it was just like, okay, hang on. Like, I, I understand why some people are led there. I totally do. I'm not just telling that one bit. Yeah. But I'm just saying these are the things that I have felt like when thoughts of that comes in, that when I think about it that way, it's like, all right, reset, we're good. Actually, this therapist. Uh, when I was uh, the school, the charter school, um, I was a school counselor for, for five years. Who died by suicide. And our school was really small. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was it's really small. So we were like really tight knit community. Like I knew everything. Yeah. I knew everything. Like all my staff, like I'm still like close with them. And like so that like really hit our school like in such a like way. Um and like that will always stay with me because I felt like at the time I was the only counselor at the school. Um and I was like, I felt like I had to be the one that was strong for everybody else. Um, also, just like reflecting on the fact that the the student died, like, but for the end, it didn't seem like he was sad or depressed or struggling. And, like you always hear about all these like warning signs that you should look out for for someone. Um, title, and I was like, you know, we didn't really display that. So I think that kind of like put it in perspective for me. It's just to like always be people and, you know, always be there for others. Like whether you, you think that they're struggling or they may not, because a lot of people are, are good at like, man, what's that? Hey, my friend Dante, I can't hear you. No, go ahead. Okay, my friend Dante um, committed suicide. It was Let's like, the huh? Was he the one that was a politician in Philly? Oh, he was a cop. He was oh. a cop. Yeah, he was a okay. cop. Um, openly, you know, gay and everything. And yeah, yeah. It was crazy because he one of the people that saved my life when I wanted to commit suicide. Like, yeah. he fucked me out of it, and I always thanked him for that and everything. So, like, when I found out that happened, I was just, just like, nah, that can't be true. It was a cop. You know, he was a cop. So the cop set him up. It was a bit when I asked, you know, somebody that was like, no, it is true. Like, I didn't think I would have a moment. I cried. I just, like, I just saw him, like, not that long ago at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was just like, oh, wow, you know, it hurts. And even, like, with the story with the kid, Tasha, when you had put that on Facebook, mm -hmm. it broke my heart. I'm just like, 
we yeah. gotta we gotta break the stigma of kids speaking up because like it's no kids should just commit their life, you know. Right. Nobody, no kids, nobody should do it. But kids, like, you know, they feel like I feel like they feel like they have nobody to talk to. They just don't want to open up, you know. In certain households, you can't speak up. You got to keep it to yourself. They're so scared they're gonna get in trouble, and that's not mm -hmm. cool and stuff like that. We like have to break this generational trauma, this, yeah. this generational stigma and stuff like that, so we can get better and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I find like we got to bring the, the acceptance like into the household because something that I've seen um, play out in like sort of the micro families that I have within my larger family is kind of like, you know, the, the adults and whatnot, they'll be accepting of a certain concept or whatever it happens to be, right? Or be open about this. But the thing is, it's, it's basically for all the outsiders, like the people in the world, it's not for the people in the home. You know what I mean? Like they can't, they haven't really adapted that way. So I find like if we can work on that, I think that'll that'll do wonders for especially kids, you know, because they'll feel that that's actually a safe space, right? Which is what it's supposed to be. That is true. Yes. That from like my students is that they wanted like a a wellness course or like a mental uh -huh. health course built uh -huh. into the curriculum so that they could have a space to kind of talk about it and learn about mental health and like you know, get rid of the stigma. So I think if we were able to do that, like, like early on, like even like elementary school um, yeah. in all school districts, you know, yeah. um, that would, that would help uh, like also be able to have you know, just people in general be more in touch with their feelings. Like I, this, that I see now, like they're between 21 and 30. And sometimes they come in and they're like, I just, I'm so stressed out and, but I don't know why. And like, I'll ask them to describe like how they've been feeling over the last, like, I don't know. They, they're like, so out of touch with like how their emotions. Um, yeah. Like, it's just like, a, you know, something that maybe they didn't talk about when they were here and maybe in their home, like, you know, we didn't talk yeah. about our emotions. So it'll get better kind of thing. And now it's like, man, situation being a med school so like really early on because I, I've had middle school students that I've worked with that were like in sixth grade and you know hospitalized said like going to abortion you know, yeah that's not a good I've place been, that's not a good place to be that's not a good place to be yeah I've, I've been in psych hospitals but you know just throughout my career and there's like dating there like four or five years old so it's never too too early to talk about oh yeah i'm glad like you know growing up you know i'm like 31 growing up it was never no talk of mental health growing up and stuff like that so i'm glad there is conversations about it now and like like you said with the you know i think that's dope that children want that wellness course i think that's so dope and stuff like that i think it's like i agree with you i think it should be in all schools i think jobs should give people mental health hours to take off because like you just yeah. never know what nobody's going through like i you know i just recently got a second job i had to quit it because it was just becoming too much mm -hmm. i was like if i stay here it was, it was like i told my friend it's like really i was like snapping i was like really messing with my mental health like being here i just did it because i needed a second job but i was bored you know in delaware by myself and i was like, i need to do something but i was like i gotta i had to eliminate that i was like well anything that's straight on to her i gotta eliminate i had to eliminate that because like it's stressful like school jobs everything need to like give mental health days, pay mental health days. I know some jobs do have it. I heard some jobs do. 
Ad Mind recently like gave us a couple that we can sort of use throughout the year. But the the interesting thing about that is that they almost they actually replace sick days. Mm. So they, they kind of just call sick days something else. Um, and you're not really getting more. You're, it, they kind of just change around the wording. But I just had a question um, for you, like about how it works in the states. Like, is is actually like getting like mental health into the curriculum, or at least like helping you know the kids learn some sort of um, you know methods to sort of cope with things and whatnot. Is getting that in the school is that something that that has happened already, or is like even a possibility? Because I, I just know like down here, for example. Um, you know, like if if um, people want to introduce a yoga, right, as the way to sort of give give kids that chance to sort of just, you know, take a break, you know, breathe, do that kind of thing. It can't even be called yoga in a school setting um, because it has to be like mindful stretching or something because a lot of parents have stigmas around, oh, that's attached to a certain religion or culture and we don't want that. Mm-hmm. So do you face the same sort of barriers down there or have, has that already been broken down in some way? I think it depends, like, well, at least in the States, we have every county has, like, their own school district. So I think it depends on what county you're in and what school district, um, what their policies are. And then we, you know, we have public schools and then we have private charter. So um, they have schools. So it just really depends on geographically, like, where you are and how, um, I guess, liberal or inclusive this is. But I know there is a mandatory requirement in high school for you to get at least I think one and a half credits of health so sometimes there may be in there about like stress or mental health but to have like an actual course that's like more than just a couple lessons to have a higher marking period hasn't happened yet at least not so there's no like baseline of learning that kids all across say the country would have of like this is what you can do to help yourself or anything like that right I mean they're elementary schools they may have like some social um emotional like learning lessons or you know sometimes as school counselors will push into a classroom and do like uh, school counseling lessons that we have throughout the month so we have like a different theme each month um so i think it gets like sprinkled in here and there but not like a required course for you know, they, need to make a re- they need to put it in the schools they need to yeah. kids you know I, like I think, like with my own experience, I just don't want kids to realize some, something bothered them when they get older. You know, like you know, Tasha, I didn't realize I had issues with men, even though I was molested, and I kept it in myself and saying that mm-hmm. for nobody. I said to like four people, I didn't realize I had issues with men until I started going to church, the black church. Yeah, I didn't realize that at all. Right, and you probably realized it was like trauma and like a result. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So I was going there, you know, I did not realize that. And then go what Josh said about yoga. I, I just recently realized that um some people look at yoga as like bad. I didn't know that. Like yeah. I know one of my friends, my friend Zeke does yoga and he said, like, somebody told him, That's the devil. I'm like, huh? I'm like I'm like, what? <laughs> like yoga just And I was like about me and they're like, thought I joined a cult or something. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, before we go, benefits to it for our mental health, our physical health, and like the yeah. mind body. I think when you do your mental and your physical together, it works really good. I can I can say it did work for me one time. You know, I just gotta find my way back to that spot, and I think I'll be good and everything. 
Look, this smile right here was not there today. It was not. It was not the tears all day. All day. Glad we got to see it for a bit then, man. Yeah. That fresh cut. <laughs> I'm going to Florida tomorrow. I got to cut it down. But um, before we go, because I know we all got job work in the morning, you know, like anybody got any last questions to ask or just anything to add, you know? Any business you want to charge a business, anything you want to add, you know? I guess I got a question for you, Talik. I get like, I mean, I've obviously seen like all the work you're doing and we've had our conversations and whatnot, yeah. but you know, when it's all said and done, like what, what is it that you want your legacy to be? Like the mark that you leave on this world? What is it that you want that to be? I just want people to my legacy to just like somebody that's fighting for men's mental health, you know, you know, not with just mental health and, you know, childhood trauma, I'm fighting for that too. Cause a lot of people go, trials go through trauma. They don't say nothing about it. They let they, like me, I wait till I get to an adult and just let it affect me, you know, um, ruin relationships, you know, I ruin relationships because of my um, childhood trauma or depression. And, you know, I just want my legacy to, you know, to say, you know, like Beyonce said, I was here, you know, I live, I love, I did all I can do for mental health, you know. I like my like I plan to make this like a living one day, you know, just you know, Tasha, I told you earlier I was in them football players' inboxes like oh, please respond, please respond. But you know, if it happens, it happens. You know, I wanna make this a topic. You know, a lot of people are talking about it, like, you know, Charlemagne the guy, you know, Terry Cruz talked about the rock and everything, you know. Mm. Like I love that it's more it's talking being talked about more. So my legacy is just to help men, you know. Um one day my testimony and my story can help somebody heal, you know? Maybe one day when I get to the process of the journey of healing, I can help somebody. I can really, you know, write a book, you know? I'm, I was supposed to be doing it, but I stopped. You know, you visit old stuff and it just brings back memories. Yeah, I had to stop. Maybe the book will be like, you know, the ultimate therapy though, right? It's it's finally a release and it's out. And that's something that, you know, it that transcends any border, you know, that can be in anyone's hand across the world, right? Yeah, that is true. That's true. Well, I just want to thank you, Talik, and you, Josh, for having us on tonight. Like, I thought this was a really good conversation. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. And, like, I have a bit of a, like, being on camera. I've never done a lot before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to have y'all. I'm glad y'all said yes and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, mix it up and stuff like that. Sometimes I do a one-on-one, and sometimes I mix it up. But it's good to mix it up because, like, you know, because of NAMI being in group discussions, you get to hear different people's point of, point of views, and that really makes you think, like, wow, you know? Yeah. Thank you both. I've learned a whole ton, so I appreciate you both. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Love you guys, you know. Thank you, man. Everybody have a great all. night. Thank you all for tuning in, everybody. All right. See you. Right. See you. Bye. See ya.